Yeah, well, they can remake The Magnificent Seven as many times as they like it. will never uh, rival the original. They can have uh, film critics as much as they like, <laughs> but they will never rival the original Philip Malloy. Philip Malloy, <laughs> welcome to the program. Thank you, George. Thanks. Thank you. Fantastic um, news about Blue Bloods. Yes. It just goes to I, show yeah. how right I was no, when, when I well, told you. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Actually, you, you, well, I, I, even the critics have actually turned a little. Okay, first of all, it's been renewed by CBS television for a seventh season, and it looks like it could go on for some time. And as you know, it's a, it's a story that revolves around this family of New York cops and the head of the family well is I suppose the head of the family is the old guy Len Carew but uh, the Canadian actor but Tom Selleck is the police commissioner anyway and uh, I was just looking at the weekend there the figures it, I think it goes out in the States on on uh, Friday night and I was looking at the figures again and it, it seems to, 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 to vary a little between 11 and 12 million every week so it's doing incredibly well um, and uh, it looks at the, at the moment as if it could last as long as uh, at least as long as Selig's um, um, really well known series um, Magnum P.I. which went out for I think eight seasons yeah. in the yeah, uh, the thing about Selleck, of course, he's the only moustache in Hollywood history mm. that acts. I think that the, the moustache does more acting than Selleck. Yeah, he's well, he, I, he's he's a striking enough sort of individual. He he, he looks yes, well, obviously, but yeah. um, he. Uh, but you, yeah, he, but he, you, one, you one, spent one of the things about him, George, is he actually did. I think he did six um, series. Uh, pilots for series before he actually struck it lucky with um, uh, Magnum. All right. Go ahead. But you were t- you were given out to me for years, and I told you this was going to be <laughs> right up it. there with Game of Thrones, That's right, um, which I see is now going on for this twenty fifth year or something. Is that right? Yeah. By the way, Game it'd be Thrones? nice. It'd be nice um, if people uh, wanted to cite maybe their best cop or detective series. Um, yeah. um, at, on at the moment True Detective obviously is one of the, the, the great sort of modern ones but going back to uh, I, I loved uh, the Rockford Files and Hill Street Blues and stuff like that so if people wanted to can I pitch in pitch in oh uh, Kojak yeah, Kojak. I loved Kojak. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, they were simpler days, though. Too, you know, people see, watch television in a different way now, but but Ollie and Sligo is super excited that Game of Thrones is being back. Yeah. It's uh, back on. Agree, it's, yeah, yeah, it's back on Sky Atlantic on uh, Monday night at nine o'clock. And uh, it's likely, apparently, to be the last 10 uh, episodes, the last season of 10 episodes. HBO, which is, you know, is the company that makes it home box office. They're expected uh, that the to to decide that the final two seasons will be uh, shorter and that we'll have one of seven and one of eight. Th- th- basically, the same thing has happened. You may remember AMC did it with uh, Mad Men. So that's yeah. what they're talking about. But uh, the, 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 the showrunners, as they're called, um, uh, have been interviewed for repeatedly over the last couple of weeks. And they've been um, they've been insisting that this series, this series six, is the best so far on Game of Thrones. So OK, now it's been huge for Northern Ireland, I'd mm. say, has mm. it, yeah. uh, for yeah. the economy? Yeah, there's about six countries in the world uh, that it actually uses for. But the, 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 the base, the, uh, the kind of center um, is in, in Belfast. And uh, right. yeah, it's been huge for the economy and and all kinds of English, Irish, and um, 
some American actors as well, but there's a, a wide range of, of actors. There's Norwegians in it. And uh, so it's been offered. And, and as well, by the way, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the per episode, they, they, they work out at a budget of just over $10 million, which is expensive. Yeah. Now we've got Zed Cars as a cop classic from yes. Clive. Uh, Mannix. A lot of Mannix is coming in. Oh, That's I, interesting. I, I, I love the score for Mannix. There's a lovely kind of jazz score. He's very, very good. Mike Connors was the actor who played Mannix. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Southland. Was that, is yeah. that a cop scene? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. NYPD Blue with Dennis Br- Franz, Bernard Br- Franz. Ah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, very now, Garrett and yeah, sorry, but I did want to say Garrett in Lachlanstown sent you some postcards, did he? Yes, I just got them, and they're 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 brilliant. They're old sort of they're old, obviously postcards, and uh, they're they're postcards that he had been um, he had been collecting for years, and they're wonderful. I I have them in me in my library at home, so I'll hold on to them if if he doesn't mind. Well, it's very good if somebody mm. just sends you something yeah. like 30s and he sent me a, or 40s postcard. He sent me a very nice yeah. letter about this uh, program as well, about this slot. Yeah. Now, uh, Morse, Turlock says, I'm, I'd agree with that, wouldn't yeah. you, Morse? I would, yeah, yeah. Really literate, well-acted, mature uh, um, storylines and... Uh, Always involving. Uh, I thought he was great. And I actually, I got turned on then to Lewis as well. The Lewis was a kind of a sequel to it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and at the moment, they have a prequel as well called Endeavor. So you have a prequel. Uh, Morse was the original and uh, the sequel with Lewis. I've just finished a fabulous book. Mm. And it's um, Winston Churchill and money. And it's literally a book about uh, Churchill's money problems. Uh, Did he always have money uh, problems? Always, yeah, yeah always, yeah, always, yeah. and it's it's compelling reading, I must say, mm. uh, because when you think, you know, the Ferrari about Charlie Hawhey being bailed out and all that sort of just stuff, Churchill was bailed out a ton of times yeah, uh, when he was prime minister, yeah. so that people would have, you know, uh, might have had access or influence or whatever, and then also the enormous uh, amount of drink that. They mm. used to buy, mm. but uh, what I'm, what I'm, well, the reason I mentioned the book is, I heard news about a movie about Churchill. Yeah. yeah, well, the movie first of all is called Darkest Hour, and it's directed by it's go- it will be directed by Joe Wright. He's the guy who made Atonement and various other movies. But the interesting, really interesting about it is, and I was I, I, I was wondering what you'd think of this is Gary Oldman is to play um, Winston Churchill. How would you, how would, uh, no, I think the interest. I think that's interesting, and let me tell you why I think mm. it is, because there is no attempt at resemblance. Mm. Mm. So therefore, what they've gone for is the actor is a rather than yeah. any physical yeah. uh, thing. That yeah. so I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I, actually, and of course. Yeah. Yeah. No. A lot of a lot of the time they do um, they do focus on the look. They do focus on the jowls. They do focus on the hairline. 
Um, uh, whereas I agree with you. I, I mean, Oldman is a fine, a very fine actor. And anyway, th- this this um, film, Darkest Hour, uh, which goes into production in July, it's described as, as an epic look at Churchill, Ch- Churchill's wartime experiences. And it starts as he's just sort of taken over as wartime prime minister under pressure to sign a deal with Hitler. The movie then focuses on his decision to fight on. And he's he, it's, it's been described, Dark Star has been described as a passion project for the producer, a fellow called Anthony McCartan. He wrote The Theory of Everything. And uh, uh, it, it's been made by this, I, I don't know if you know, um, an English production company called Working Title or considered to be an Very English. Very much so, yeah. yeah they yeah. made a few films in Ireland. They did. That, uh, they've been in their time. Yeah, they've been around a long yeah. time. Now, I must say, you've created a problem with asking people to text in. The machines <laughs> go mad here. Good, but good. a really interesting one, like Eric and Nace with Expector Lindley, Criminal Minds, uh, Cracker, Kevin says, and of course, a lot of people talking about Colombo, uh, John talking about Colombo and many others, Taggart. Um, and uh, but but the one you talked about Mannix mm. and you said that Mannix uh, had a great team, didn't mm, you? I did. Yeah. Well, uh, somebody has texted in a, a cop series which had a fantastic t- team. Van der Valk. Oh, Do you remember that? Yeah, the Dutch yeah, cop. Yeah, Van der Valk. Barry Foster played him, um, by the way. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Van der Valk was actually it had a, it, that was a hit record. It was in the top 10. Um, it was yes. a very, it was a very, and that used to happen a lot then. Uh, I, what, what would it be, late sixties, but uh, uh, or seventies, and uh, it it was very very popular. Uh, it was very very well done. It was shot on location in Holland, and uh, it uh, I I I, th- I really liked it. I have to say. Yeah, it, we you you might send Quilly off to the basement there to see can he find the Vander, uh, the Vander Vol. You 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 mentioned team. Kojak, or by the way. Or maybe Peter is it? Yeah. You mentioned Kojak. Kojak had, had this lovely kind of swirling score um, um a theme music to it. Uh, have a yeah. as really really catchy. And, and he also always used to give a job to his brother who really <laughs> couldn't <laughs> yes, act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked after him. He, I, now, um, can we play music? Because we, we've been talking theme tune. Yeah, okay. uh, What about that? Okay, and uh, okay, this is this is our uh, our music tonight is by John Williams. So just have a listen to it first of all, and I'll just tell you a bit about it.
Well, uh, there you have it. Uh, Philip's Choice of Music. From which movie? And it's from The Towering Inferno. And as you, you recall, oh, right. yeah, The Towering Inferno is probably one of the best known of the disaster pictures from the 60s and 70s. Um, uh, two studios came together, which was unknown at that time. Two studios, Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, came together with two books, The Tower and The Glass Inferno, uh, to make it. And it was a huge success. It was made by a guy called John Gillerman who you would remember from a British picture called I Was Monty's Double. Remember that? Oh, very well. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and one of the interesting things about this, George, is Steve McQueen and Paul Newman had been feuding for years, going back to the mid-60s. Somebody up there likes me. They had worked on together. And uh, because of this this, this dispute, the, the picture actually nearly came to a halt because of the billing. And the, what they did eventually was they arranged the, um, the credits diagonally with McQueen lower left and Newman upper right. Right. And thus each appeared to have sort of top billing, depending on whether the credits were uh, uh, read left to right or top to bottom. So there you have it. By the yeah, way, by the way, the McQueen was always difficult. It was very difficult. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. The more you learn about Steve McQueen, the less you like him. Uh, yes. And the more you learn about Newman, the more you like him, I think, because he, he seemed yes, to be a very, true, yeah. a very, very well balanced sort of man. And he, he, he contributed hundreds of millions of dollars to char- charity through his salad dress. But, yeah. Uh, now uh, the cop shows coming in thick and fast. What uh, else? The new got? Avengers with Purdy. Uh, the Streets of San Francisco with Carl Malden and Michael y- Douglas. Yes. Uh, uh, that, that, that was. Yeah, that was called. That was. That was a, what. What are called? What is called a, a Quinn Martin production. Quinn Martin sort of came to fame and success with the Fugitive. Remember the old David Jansen series that went on for four years, and uh, so that 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 was. That that was uh, developed by him, and as you know, you say Carl Malden and Michael Douglas was in it for two seasons. Yeah. Now, last week we ran out of time because you had a movie on your shelf you wanted to talk about. Yeah. It was Anatomy of a Murder, which also was a fantastic book. So even somebody who, who doesn't say pick up the 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 video or whatever, mm. they can pick up the book Anatomy of a Murder. It was written by a judge. The book was yes, but tell me about the movie because well, for, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I love the movie as well, and it's uh, but from 1959, it's directed by the the great. Um, well, a lot of people probably wouldn't consider him great, but I did anyway. Uh, Otto Preminger, and uh, it looks great, George. It looks really well, and it's, it's, it has this kind of rich black and white quality, and it's trenchant, bitter, it's tough, and it it it's it's a, a kind of a dissection of the American legal system at that time. One of the things about it is it deals very openly uh, 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 with the crime of rape. It's about it's about this um, guy, this this soldier who's played by Ben Gazzara in it, and uh, he's a he's a lieutenant, and he claims that he was subject to an irresistible impl- uh, impulse, tantamount to, to insanity, when he shot the bar owner alleged to have raped his teasing trailer trash wife, who's played by Lee Remick, and uh, that's it, it. One of the things he does then is he 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 employs this former district attorney, played by uh, James Stewart, um, as his. Uh, as his lawyer, and he wants to, the, the, he wants to clash. Stewart's character wants to clash with the, uh, the kind of dullard guy who, who, yeah. who, who was, who replaced him, and so that's basically it.
Um, oh, and it's, it's, it's a fantastic finish. There's it's a phenomenal finish. There's a, a wonderful uh, finish, yeah. And it, but it has uh, all yeah. kinds of things, George. Uh, even the the title design by Saul Bass, the Duke Ellington score, the black and white photography, as I say, and the performances. Then people like Arthur O'Connell, Eve Arden, George C. Scott, um, in supporting parts. Uh, by the way, uh, George C. Scott, as you know, um, I read a book about him recently. We were talking about it, and w- one of the things about him was he. he he, he, as you know, uh, refused the Oscar for Patton. Um, but it, the reason given in this book is that uh, he had been nominated for uh, The Hustler and, and he was nominated for this. And in both cases, but especially in this case, he believed that he should have won. So he, he developed this 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 thing, <laughs> okay. this this chip on his shoulder about the Oscars. All right, okay. Well, look, I wanted to tell you, um, I got a text. The Van der Valk uh, theme was known as Eye Level. That's right. And it used to be played on Dublin bus. And whenever it was played, everybody would tap their feet. You could hear it downstairs (laughs) and upstairs. We've got to give this a lash. Now, Peter is on sound. He's picked up a dust-covered copy even from the basement. Let's go. I just uh, fabulous. But you could see uh, how that could become a top 10 hit, George. It's very, yeah, very catchy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Harry in Dublin thought John Pertwee played Van der Volk. It's not a bad mistake to make. Yeah, he's like John him. Pertwee Barry and Barry Foster. He's, he's, like he's, he's like Barry Foster. I, I worked on a movie for BBC. Uh, a First World War film uh, uh, for BBC Television. Barry Foster was in it. Mm. He is tiny. No, he's very small. He yeah, he's very, very small. small. Actually, very small. probably his best known movie was Frenzy, the Hitchcock movie Frenzy, in which he played a killer. So, um, All right. Yeah. We also are getting Cagney and Lacey for for uh, crime uh, series Banachek and a lot more. <laughs> Listen, Leslie Phillips is 92 today. Tell yes. us a little about him. Well, he's 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 supposed to have made um, over 150 movies, um, by the way, all kinds of stuff. And uh, it, it, he, he, I, I, he, he did, I think, about four carry-on films. But he's, as well then, he, he went, in, he did a lot of those kind of comedies that you, you remember from in English comedies from the 60s, Raising the Wind, Watch Your Stern. Uh, I, I loved um, Crooks and Anonymous and the Fast Lady. I don't know if you remember the Fast Lady with Stanley Holloway, and he also then the, he he was one of those European-based actors who did English, and then he did Hollywood stuff uh, as well. Uh, he did Out of Africa. Uh, he did Monte Carlo or Bust, Empire of the Sun, uh, the, the Bob Raffleson one, um, um, Mountains of the Moon. Uh, but and he was he's as you say he's ninety two today. Uh, he's very still very, very revered, very well liked. He had this uh, this this reputation for playing lecherous twits, but he got away from that um, in the uh, late well late sixties. And I remember interviewing him a couple of years ago, and he didn't like to be asked about that at all. He wanted to be considered. <laughs> to be a serious actor, so... 
Yeah, he, he had a wonderful radio series he called did. the Navy Lark. The Navy Lark, yeah, uh, which was wonderful. Now, but, but, picture but could show I just, on Saturday. Yeah, could I just yeah? say, George, the Sorting Hat in um, in the Harry Potter movies—that's his voice. That's Leslie Phillips' voice. Okay, uh, uh, the, the, pic- the picture show. show. I'm hoping to have Don Cheadle who's the producer, director and star of a film called Miles Apart. Um, a good interview with the director of Bastille Day, James Watkins. And I, I saw a documentary uh, this week called Atlantic, which I was really impressed with. And it's made by this Irish director called Richard O'Donnell. He did the pipe. Remember, we did the pipe. And yes. um, uh, uh, so we'll, they're all on the, the We program. interviewed him, yeah. yeah all we right. Yeah. Uh, we, and of course, today we lost the great comedian and actress Victoria Wood, uh, who had a great, uh, of course, career on television. Died at the early age of 62. I was Philip Malloy uh, with Movies and Television.